Hello, everybody out there in the YouTube world, podcast world, wherever you're listening from. Uh, sorry this is so late for those of you listening live. We were supposed to go on like two hours ago, but uh, I was helping Alex's brother out with a production. And uh, we just got done. So that's why it's so like this right now. So I apologize for anybody that was waiting for a very, very long time. But hey, we're here now, aren't we? You motherfuckers. So... <laughs> Um, I can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we got Hul back from the Games Done Quick episode. Hello. Uh, not only that, we have a new co-host coming us to us from uh, the land of artists. Uh, same where we're Hul's from. Uh, Wit is here with us, motherfuckers. How you doing? Hey, hey. How you doing? Um, thank you for having me on. Um, the the Joe Man is right. My name is indeed Wit. Uh, I do make the art. However, it is for a niche audience. You may like it. You may not. I don't know. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll di- we'll discuss that uh, when we get later on to the show because that is um, something that I'm going to bring up when we get to the end and we have to plug your shit. Um. So, guys, this was a highly requested episode. Actually, very highly requested. Um surprisingly i was like oh i am surprised people wanted to talk uh, us to talk jim sterling before digital homicide considering that these two are pretty much interconnected you can't tell one without the other uh so this is going to be uh, a very interesting one i know i don't know if you guys i i know most of you are, are, are look uh, know about this but for those of you select few that don't digital homicide is probably in my mind the the worst video game company that's ever existed <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. As far as oh. I know, I agree. You're uh, giving him a lot of credibility there. <laughs> oh, uh, 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 good credibility or bad credibility? Mm, the one they don't deserve. Okay. Uh, well, one thing I want to do first. I mean, do you guys know about... How, how much do you know about the games itself? Like, I know you know about the company, but how do you know much about the games? Do you know about the individual games that they made? Um, I, I have like a vague idea. I know one really specific one that was like a, I forget if there were zombies in it or something, but it was kind of like a really bad, I think it was trying to be a first person shooter or like a survival game or something like that. It was, it was a mess. And I remember specifically the JPEGs, the blood (laughs) JPEGs. Um, (laughs) oh yes. (laughs) Or, well, no, I guess they were PNGs. They were just really badly made transparent. It just looked like shit, played like shit, was shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I have... Okay, so a, a YouTube user by the name of Dark Lord Jadow actually did an entire library review. So he was actually willing to tell everybody about these games. So we can go over, like, their... Not their entire library, but we can go over just a, a, an understanding of what type of games these people made. Uh, the Romaine brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Sla- Slaughtering Grounds is obviously the, the most well-known one yes. because Jim Sweeney yeah. covered it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He, he does a recap uh, uh, on this video. He basically says it's impossible to win. Uh, it's the most simplistic shooter he's ever played. Uh, <laughs> if you complete an objective, it will cause the entire uh, thing to reset itself. Oh, wow. And you can't lose. It's impossible to lose because you have infinite lives. Uh, and you and uh, if you fail to complete your mission, nothing happens. 
So you're basically just fighting one enemy type, and it's uh, it, it it looked unfinished. It looked the the design looked like it was very poor, um, and it didn't look like the mechanics were working correctly. So that was like one of the things that he said about it. And I know Jim covered it in his video. If you have not seen uh, Jim Sterling's uh, coverage of the slaughter slaughtering grounds, you might want to check it out because that's what started this whole mess. But we'll get to that later on. We got to talk about the games first. We got to talk about this company. Um, right, right, right. Uh, uh, like, like what you were saying about slaughtering grounds, basically the way what Joe is describing it by everything, besides the whole PNG thing, but the way Joe described it, you may think he was just talking about basically any game that came out this year, but you actually got to see it to believe it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was actually thinking that I was going to try to play the games while we were doing this, but then I realized, do I? Well, first of all, I can't find them anywhere. Um, uh, yeah, I think they all got taken off the Steam yeah. market. Yeah, yeah. I was like, damn it, I'm four years too late. Uh, or <laughs> I'm two years too late. Um, but even then, I'm like, do I really want to pay 50 cents to play these? Because even if it's on sale for 50 cents, I probably wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> like, do you really want to give them money? Like, them of all I, people? I mean, I mean... I mean, if they if they if they decided, I mean, if they decided that they were going to make some high quality shit as they were going further on, then maybe I would consider it. But um, usually, I don't like to give my money to things that are either uh, critiqued as very very poor, uh, even when it comes to movies. Even like mm. like earlier before, we were doing a list of like the worst like movies this year, and my friends were like, "I don't know why I went to see this." It's like you did this so you could put your name on the fucking list. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway. Uh, so we got Forsaken Uprising. Uh, this game basically has no goals in it whatsoever. It's an MMO with no quests, no goals. It has an online gaming system with no players in it. So that just goes to show you just how great it is. Uh, it's got a it's a crafting and resource collection game. Uh, most of the materials you have to get are in physically impossible to get because there are so many glitches in it. Oh, fun! Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Who wants it? Yeah, like, glitch is galore, right? Take a drink every time you see a glitch. Mm -hmm. uh, it's alcohol poisoning in 0 0.3 seconds. Oh, not if, you're, not if you're Stook. Not if I you're our, one of our residential uh, Untold Legends co-hosts, Stook. Oh, yeah. damn. I'm yeah. Desert. I, I'm Black Desert already. I'm very familiar with glitches and MMOs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He'll drink you under the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's another game called Devil Share. Uh, so this is a horror game, but it was so unbalanced, you can't actually stay alive, and it was and sharing attrition was the only way you can make any progress in the game. So that that's like that's what Devil Share is in a nutshell. Uh, Galactic Hitman is another game. Uh, it's a shooter that's somehow even less finished than Slaughtering Grounds. Oh no! Uh, there's basically there's basically two enemy models across the entire game. There's no AI. Uh, the levels are made entirely out of identical narrow hallways. Uh, the at the enemies are perfectly accurate. They don't move, and they can't be outmaneuvered. And if you try to duck, they they uh, they can't land a, a hit on you for some reason. So just case in point, always stay ducked, and you'll be fine. So you can get through the game. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds really good. Right? Really good. That's great. That's just yeah. this is wonderful. This Amazing. Game is right there. <laughs> oh, you here. oh geez I, i'm still people are asking is that game still around no uh but uh the, the so d d not 9 and 80s b always saying i remember playing that on my old ipad 
Jesus. Oh, wow. I can't imagine that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Snook's like, I was noticed. Thank you, Senpai. <laughs> no, thank. Uh, uh, okay. So now, now, the, now this guy, uh, Dark Lord, actually goes into further detail with some of these games. Uh, this one's called Temper Tantrum. So you play as a little boy. You basically are running around demolishing all the stuff in like some person's house, but you get chased by ghosts that can actually knock you unconscious if if you if they touch you. Uh, if Ghosty is listening, this is be right up your alley. Um, so the ghosts are actually the real heroes here because the game looks embarrassingly cheap. Uh, if you stand near an object, it will spontaneously explode, and there's no animation to let oh you know. Oh my that god. <laughs> oh, you know how how they do. Either, either way, the, the first thing I thought when you said temper tantrum was that I feel like that name a little bit foreshadowing as to what happens in the future, right? Mm. <laughs> seems, mm. seems like the uh, developer's kink was a uh, hefty dose of child abuse. <laughs> well, here's the thing about the ghosts: they're completely static models that actually they just float around, but they don't really move. So they're just sort of like sliding across the screen. Yeah. Game of the year. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time for Game of the Year with Jim Sterling. Temper Tantrum number one. Oh, God. Uh, so the most overwhelming problem about this game is the controls. Uh, if you actually stand still, you can actually move in any direction that you so please. But if you don't go straight, uh, the camera takes so long to recenter behind you that you're basically blind for about three seconds while the camera's swerving around. Um, oh. If you start moving, the controls are in ridiculously stiff and they're slippery. So your character is basically running in a giant circle until he eventually gets in the direction that he wants to go in. Uh, so you're basically just overshooting every time you try to turn. So you have to like plan out your shots before you start moving. Um, you have no ability to move with any precision, which is exasperated by the level layouts. Uh, every room has a, a narrow entrance and an exit. And a lot of the rooms are too narrow to maneuver around the ghost. So even that's hard to do. If you're stuck in the same room, you're not going to get past them. Uh, if you try to outsmart the ghost, that's a waste of your fucking time. <laughs> uh, because they can face the, the wall, and they can beeline straight towards you. Oh, God. <laughs> you could pick up... <laughs> you can actually pick up pieces of candy in the game. They allow you to kill the ghosts. So that's what the Ghostbusters probably needed. They just needed candy to fucking kill them. Uh, but these candy will allow you to kill them, but they, but they respawn after five seconds. Not only that, the candy is extremely hard to find. I mean, it's extremely hard to get. It's actually not hard to find, but it takes about four or five tries before you realize, oh, there's a piece of candy right there, and I didn't see it because the controls suck. Uh, and then once you have the candy, your movement increases, and the controls get even worse. Uh, you can't even make a slight turn without slamming into walls. Um, not only that, the camera... Uh, just gets horrendous. You have zero control over it, and it barely manages to follow you around. And it takes ages for you to turn, so you can't even see where you're going. You get stuck on other sides of walls. And here's the thing. The game is only three levels long. <laughs> and then yeah, and once you beat the game, the game just repeats itself on an infinite loop, and they just add another ghost to it. And you just add another ghost? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's like new game plus. We're adding... 
New Game Plus, we're just adding five ghosts instead of four. Uh, the only positive thing about it was that its default price was 99 cents, and on sale it was for 50 cents. But do you really want to pay 50 cents for that? I guess not. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so, Tim. Nah, I think I'll save my fifty cents. I don't want to buy great value Resident Evil. Great value Resident Evil. Uh, Shane's saying it's rare candy. Then. Oh no! <laughs> don't insult rare candy like this. Come on. A shame. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> okay, so here's the here's the other here's the other uh, game. Uh, it's called Attrition: Nuclear Domination. Uh, yes. Sorry, I'm talking to one of my friends. So, like he basically said, "There's a game called Attrition." Um, so this game actually has an options menu, which is like one of the few digital homicide games that has one because the other ones didn't. Um, if you open the game, it crashes. Uh, it's a it's a real time strategy game where you have about up to nine computer enemies and you're having like some type of nuclear war. Uh, there's no tutorial and there's no instructions in the game. All you can get is a list of key bindings with zero clue with what how to, how to use them. So you just have to rotate. Uh, you just have to rotate on the world map, and then certain countries will light up when you mouse over them. But if you click on it, nothing happens. And after, and if you're trying to like figure out what to do, about five minutes later, you'll realize that the game's already done. It, the game's already over. So, what what this guy had to do was he actually found that you actually there is there is a list of instructions. You actually have to go to the store page to look them up. Uh, I'm sorry, not need to fuck. <laughs> yeah, you need to go to the store page to look up the, the instructions and the description on the, of the game. So the summary that's meant to sell you the game is the only place you can get a basic explanation of how the hell you play the game. So here's what you have to do. Yeah, you have no resources when you start. Uh, you have to send gatherers out to go collect uh, some orange squares on the map. And then once you have them, you have to actually spend them to launch missiles at your enemies... And you have to use like anti-ballistic missile systems to shoot down uh, enemy missiles. Anti-ballistic missile—that—that sounds—that sounds like some fuck. <laughs> sounds like sound too many missiles, maybe. Yeah, it's like it's like missile the game. Yeah, just a missile the game. Yeah, they should have just <laughs> called. Should have been called. They should have just been called missile the game. Uh, the AI is actually competent in here. Uh, it, it gets very stimulating once you find the, the instructions, but the presentation is boring. Uh, the interface is awful. Uh, it makes it way more annoying to play than it should be. Uh, you're basically, uh, the whole game, you're just struggling because there's a lack of information. Uh, you can't get any feedback when you select resources, and when your gatherers are sent out to get them, when they return, nothing really happens. Uh, if you try to fire a missile, you're, you're not told where you're being targeted, or when you're under attack and you're not told if your missiles are actually hitting your targets at all. You just play in a total blackout uh, vacuum where you have no idea what's going on outside. Your immediate pigeonhole field of vision. Uh, you, it, it, you're told that it's hard to shoot down missiles that are in orbit instead of in the atmosphere. And the, the defenses that you have only seem to work when it, when it wants to. So it has missile silos and it will just... It will just decide, like, okay, I'm gonna attack now. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, you don't even need to be a good strategist to play this game. Uh, it's You're basically just shooting enemies, and you're just praying that you don't get under attack and that you actually hit people. Um, the controls are pretty messed up. If you try to rotate the globe, if you try to rotate around the globe vertically, it doesn't move. And it like oh. it goes in like this awkward slant. Oh. And, and uh, the game will crash if you try to open any menu that's not essential to the game. Oh, oh. okay. Yeah, Essie, I thought we're going to have a competent game. They pulled a sneaky on us. So basically, so basically, this is the classic example of releasing a game after all the basic functions are p completed, but not taking any extra time to polish it afterwards. They just mm -hmm. said, oh, the basics are done. We'll put it out there, and hopefully people will pay 99 cents to uh, – pay it and not having to refund it at all yeah so we're just throwing skeletons into the market over and over and over again hoping that they'll get something out of it <laughs> i mean gotta get that profit you know what i mean no I yeah sweet dollarino cash money you know yeah right yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta get that precious 99 cents <laughs> get some from the dollar store oh every single day yeah, can you imagine if that was like the digital homicide's like goal in life was like, hey guys, you know, I really want to make games so I can get a a, a Big Mac. Yeah, <laughs> I just really need a Big Mac, isn't, guys. Isn't that just life in general? Isn't that just how it is for everyone? Yeah, it, it, it's like, guys, you know, I made this really great horror game, but you know, I just really need the money so that I can go to the dollar store and get some towels. <laughs> yeah, wait, towels from a dollar store. I was like, yeah, because, you know, I don't have any towels and I really don't feel like going to Bed Bath & Beyond or Target or all that shit. The dollar store is, like, across the street. So. Hey, guys, I made a fan-made Mario game, but uh, I need, like, a surplus of ramen noodles, so help me yeah. out. <laughs> guys, I made this really cool Smash Brothers ripoff, but you know what? I, I really just need to get into the strip club. Oh! <laughs> Now, you just see, get me, if you I just get that. if you could just the get me like Smash that. Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. You should feel terrible. I'm sorry. I do. I do. Well, that's if it Sorry. was a that's if it was a gay strip bar. Oh, I, yes, true. Yes. Welcome okay, no, to no, Smash no. Brothers. Oh. That was worse. I'm sorry. That was worse. <laughs> hey, don't knock it till you try it. Um so we got Medieval Mercs is the next game. Uh, so this one's a side-scroller beat-em-up game. Uh, you could basically move with the, the A and D keys on your keyboard, and you can use the mouse, but if you do, you die in about 10 seconds. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there's also RPG elements in the game. Uh, the enemies are ridiculously more powerful than you, so the only way to actually gain experience is to fight them and then die. So once you, once you get enough experience... Um, and what, and they also drop coins. So if, once you get stronger, you can get super attacks. And then once you beat them, they drop coins, you get health refills. Uh, but the enemies are very broken. Uh, they only prolong your death for about a minute or two, and there's no way to avoid taking damage and they can't be outmaneuvered either. Uh, if you, they don't flinch when you hit them, so you can't stop them from attacking you and you can't outrun them. There's no block or dodge maneuver. Uh, you can pick up some inventory items that can be used to craft your equipment, but the game showers you with gear for characters you don't unlock until the very end of the game. Oh. So the game will glitch and just not let you equip an item, even if it's for the correct character that you have. Oh, boy, even better. Oh, nice. I gotta buy this game right now. <laughs> well, well, you can't. <laughs> so too bad. I can't, get, I can't get you a late Christmas gift. 
Man, that stinks. Uh, but you know, Christmas dreams are ruined. Yeah, I can't get a bad game where you can't even wear the armor. <laughs> even if you have it and it's for the right character. Uh, but you start with a you start with a character that's a dwarf. About playing it for about thirty minutes, uh, you can get up to about you can get up to about four levels, and then uh, once you reach about level four, you can actually craft some gear. And then uh, once you do, uh, the fights are like a total cakewalk. All you have to do is just uh, mash the button, and then you're good. You're basically once you just mash the button, you're you're pretty much just curb stopping all your enemies. And press A to win. Yeah, press A to win. Uh, there's the game has like two difficulty settings: hard as balls and easy as piss, according to this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you, once, once you actually get like, uh, 10, uh, eventually as you continue on, you actually get to unlock a knight who plays exactly the same as the dwarf, only he's got a little bit more range and he's not even leveled up all the way. So you basically have to restart from the beginning. Uh, it just has different, it just, and the enemies that the knight uses, they're just the same enemies, just with different skins. So the enemies aren't even stronger. They just look different. It's completely pointless to play because... The stuff you unlock is exactly the same stuff that you started out with when you played as the dwarf. <laughs> it's quote unquote variety. Yeah. <laughs> variety. Get those that's what those uh, loot boxes get you. Oh no. And as you even get further into the game, it gets easier. It doesn't get, even get any harder. Uh, and there's actually a glitch that freezes the game when you attempt to manage your inventory mid-fight. So, so you can actually pick up some more random drops. Uh, speaking of random drops, the enemies don't drop any items in the second level, and that's not on purpose. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, you can actually buy items and manage your inventory by clicking on the screen while the enemies are still coming at you, and there's no breaks. So even when you pause, you're still in fighting, and there's no way to fix that. Uh, so it's basically so basically Medieval Mercs is one bad level that you're asked to replay ad nauseum. So it's like playing the, it's like for playing the first level of Super Mario Brothers, and it just they, they just change things. Totally sounds like a good use of my time. Totally sounds like something that I would want to do. Like yeah, game right? of the fucking century. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Die Hearts is saying digital homicide, more like digital suicide. I mean, that's pretty fitting. Yeah. I mean, later, anyways. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so we got another game. Uh, this is called Krog Wars. It's pretty much a bad version of Space Invaders. Uh, please, please tell me. Please tell me. Please tell me that the final boss is some sort of buff as fuck reptile guy. Oh, no. I mean, here's what I, mean, I know I about. In my life, dude. Come on. <laughs> here's what I know about Krog Wars. Uh, when you try and move your ship, it moves between predetermined spots, like a Mister Game and Watch game. Oh, yeah. So you can't even okay. move normally. Um, and the the ship the the ship itself it 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 looks like clip art that you would see in a kid's game. Uh, oh. like like for example, Sesame Street or something. Oh. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and the and the color schemes and the bright lighting doesn't mesh with the backgrounds or the title screen or the music at all. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, and uh, and uh, like like we were saying before, there's other glitches in digital homicide games, but that but uh, this one manages to top all of them. 
Uh, Krog Wars actually has a glitch that makes it impossible to play. Um, this guy tried to play it four times, and three of those times he had to stop because the next enemy failed to spawn. You're just stuck on a blank screen, and the game won't let you advance. <laughs> and this yeah. happened. And this happened two minutes into the game. Oh. And guess how much you had to pay for this one? I don't know, like a dollar. No. Dollars. No. What, what is it, Alex? What is it? Four dollars. Oh wow. Ooh. <laughs> Four dollars for uh, two minutes of bad gameplay. Yeah, so you're telling me you have you're charging me four dollars, which is more than what you normally charge, and I get a clip art bad game with no lizard dick. How dare you? I'm offended. <gasps> you have you can't just name your title that and just bait me like that. You can't just blue ball me like that. How dare you? Well, for four dollars, they're doing it. I mean, they really want to get into that strip club now. I mean, one dollar is not enough. Now they need four. I'm I'm upset. I'm I am personally offended by this. They want four lap dances instead of one. Oh boy. Okay. Here's the next one. Starship Nova Strike. Uh here's another scrolling shooter game, and it's worse than Krog Wars, according to this guy. Um it has the same crappy controls that you uh like the Mr. Game and Watch stuff, but it's on a random grid and you're just moving normally. Uh if you try to dodge an asteroid, uh, it, there's like a bunch of obstacles everywhere, and it's very, very difficult to try to maneuver away from them. And when you when you use the controls, uh, it overreacts a lot. Uh, you basically are overshooting, and you can't move with any precision whatsoever. All you do is fly forward until you die. There's no ending in this game. Um, you're just supposed to go for a high score, and with the bad controls, it's not really worth it. And especially when it comes to the cheap deaths. And when you try to, when you pause the game, it doesn't pause. They can still shoot you while you're exiting the back end of the screen. I'm um, the same here. Yeah. And they don't even, and they don't even make death animations. Um, it just cuts to black whenever you get hit and you have no idea what just hit you. Oh, that. Oh. <laughs> That'd probably scare the shit out of me. Yeah. All you're doing is you're just playing. And it's like, what, what happened? What the fuck? I don't know. There, one second, you're not. Yeah, and then it's just like, oh, I, I guess I'm back in the beginning. What the fuck happened? They pulled a sneaky on you. That's what happened. They pulled yeah. a sneaky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's another game, Deadly Prophets. Uh, so this is a first-person shooter. So you're wandering through dungeons, shooting enemies that have magic spells. Uh, this one's actually playable, but it's very lousy. Uh, the frame rate is shit because it doesn't go above 50 frames per second. Um, you can actually equip spells. Uh, you can equip offense spells and defensive spells, but the offensive offensive spells all seem to do the exact same thing that you just shoot a fireball. Um, there's supposed to be different, uh, the different spells are supposed to be effective against different enemies, but, um, this guy tried to experiment with it and there's no difference other than that. There's different colors. So just basically he says like, whatever color you like, just go with that one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and there's and there's enemies that are supposed to be resistant to some spell to all of them actually, but it doesn't matter. You could just hit them in ten hits and they're dead. And all of your spells are infinite ammo, so there's no like there's no MP basically. You can pretty much spam it until they're dead. Um, at least they gave me. At least they had the courtesy to give us a, a turbo button. I don't fucking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just hit that. Yeah, just hit the turbo button and just move. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Spin to win. Yeah. Um, 
here's the thing. You can actually level up your spells, but they do the same amount of damage that you do when uh, you have a level zero spell. So, like I said, just pick the color you like best and just, just use that. Um, yeah, and the enemies are so damn easy to kill. Uh, there's, like, no strategy. Just ba You're just basically like Arnold Schwarzenegger in, like, some 80s movie, like Commando, for example, just shooting people. Or you can like, just shoot into, uh, shoot into midair, nobody's there, and for some reason you get a double headshot. And guess what? One of the epic bosses in this game is a monster that has the head of Leroy Jenkins. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, uh, I'm serious. You, you fight Leroy Jenkins. Yes. In the shitty Digital Homicide Studios game. Yeah. How, oh, my fucking, God. How, what kind of fucking, how do you do fellow kids person? <laughs> how do you do fellow kids? Like, what the fuck? When did this game come out? Oh my god. Oh, when did it come out? You want to yes. know? Yes. All right. Hold on. Let me pull it up for a second. Just make sure I get this right. This is only right. acceptable if it's around that time. <laughs> what time? What that. time? Okay, give me a date. What time are you thinking? I'm going to say 2012. Oh no. This company wasn't even around back then. Oh. 2015? Yes. May 29th, 2015. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. This was, oh, no. no. Yeah, three and a half years ago this came out. Is it the WoW character, or is it the actual guy who said it? Just like a shitty JPEG of his face superimposed yeah, on it's, a boss. It's, yeah, it's just, it's just the head of Leroy Jenkins imposed on a boss. And okay. basically, all you do is bum rush him. Oh my god. So the, the entire game you just walk into a room, you mash the fire button while walking backwards and you slaughter all the enemies and you take no damage. <sighs> Half the enemies drop health but you don't need it. It gets really boring after a while. Every room and every room looks the same, every enemy looks the same. Uh it's not helped by the fact that each level looks to be entirely made about four or five recycled rooms. Rumble grumble. You're basically playing the same stage over and over and over again. You can you can you can loot crafting items, many of which are directly reused from medieval mercs, so they're just using items from another game that they made. And you can actually buy equipment from a store to make yourself stronger, but there's no difference. It doesn't help it doesn't make you stronger, it doesn't make you weaker. It's just, "Oh, hey, look, cool new gear." And each level plays the same. Uh, there's nothing on earth that's stopping you from just running to the exit and ignoring the enemies, since you can just phase right through them and have a shit ton of health. And the game has no go besides to get to the portal at the end. Alright, so here's the last game uh, that was noteworthy. Uh, Dungeons of Cragmore. Uh, this was the only game that they had on Steam that actually had positive reviews. But... Oh. But it's still tough to talk about, according to this guy. Uh, Dungeons of Cragmore is an MMO. You go around, you kill enemies with magic. You're supposed to collect crafting items. You team up to raid dungeons, and you fight each other over control of towers that give you power-ups. Uh, there's no tutorial. There's no instructions. And you're just left wandering around fighting bees. Not the bees! Uh, <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, but there's actually, there was what, uh, this guy actually found a player in the online game mode that was actually willing to fill him in on the details. Basically, he was saying, like, it's the, it's like Obi-Wan teaching me the ways of the shit. 
I hurt. I, I hurt. Everything hurts. Uh, Everything hurts. So what happened was, uh, here's the backstory. Dungeons of Cragmar actually used to have a ton of online players, but they all left after they found out that there was a laundry list of massive bugs in the game. Uh, from the controls completely freezing up to the game completely failing to harvest the stone and what you need to do to build towers. Um, when you when you try to harvest some stones, you get murdered by wolves. There's no way to flee from a fight, and you get horribly outmatched by different opponents. You're just dead. And the game also runs like garbage, and it runs at 10 frames per second. Oh, my God. Like, oh. act actually 10 frames? Yeah, either that or it goes below it. Fucking, oh, fucking smooth as sandpaper, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like playing Super Mario 64 very slowly. <laughs> the graphics of the dungeons flicker like the game is collapsing. And oh. since there are no online players, the game just doesn't have any jack shit to offer. There's no quests in the game. And, you, and if you try to slay for X amount of enemies, it's not worth anything. Uh, it's totally, it, the whole game is t totally reliant on online play mode. And since there aren't any players, it's pointless. There's nobody to fight. You have not, if you want to defend your structures, good luck because nobody's coming. And you have, and if you overpower yourself, good luck. You have an entire fortress all to yourself. Goodbye, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> um, so there's no content. It's just basically unplayable with barren servers. Um, uh, the person that he interacted with in the game said that Digital Homicide repeatedly promised to patch the game and it didn't, and they didn't. Uh, players were actually staying away until they fixed it, and um, at, at this point, it's worthless because the game is over. Um, they can't help themselves screwing up, even though they got great positive reviews for this. Um, and they and once they realized that everybody was leaving, they just said, oh, "Okay, we're just going to move on to another game." We're going to just ignore this and just keep it on the site. Hopefully, people will buy it. Bold move, Cotton. <laughs> uh, okay, so that was the last game that this guy talked about. But we're not even counting. There's like 24 games they had on Steam Greenlight. Uh, games that weren't even finished and they weren't ready for release. Uh, there was three games that looked exactly cl uh, rescanned clones of the Krog Wars game. Um, and yeah, so... Basically, what they decided to do was they were going to offer them... Uh, the, so basically, their entire business model was um, they were going to... Cr they cranked out 35 games in two years. That's like one game per month. Um, the, the entire business strategy was to spam Steam with cheap games, charge about a dollar or less for them, and just hope that enough people try them and don't get refunds. And then they make a profit that way. Um, not realizing, of course, that you need patches, you need to nurture your community, uh, you need to develop a base for your game, a promising base for your game, and something worthwhile instead of just shoving it out the door first. Um, yeah, so that's practically uh, what all of this guy had to say. And we haven't even talked about Jim Sterling's side yet. <laughs> oh, man. Oof. Big oof. Oh, okay, so did you guys uh, listen to the 90-minute conversation that Jim Sterling had with one of the Homicide guys? Haven't listened to the whole thing, but I've heard some of it. I okay. listened to the entire thing. I loved oh. it. 
Yeah. Oh. How, how, okay. One of my favorite things in the beginning was he was like, okay, you know, I was very worried for a second. I'm hearing an adult voice. I was worried that I was going to hear some type of a kid's voice. And the, and Romaine's like, no, I'm like 35 and I have three kids. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, fucking dear. Oh, oh no. <laughs> So right away, it's like, oh God, we're dealing with a with a uh, a very uh, thirty five year old. Uh, we're dealing with a thirty five year old guy that uh, thinks that he's getting who gets triggered very easily. Um, <laughs> there's even one quote where Jim's like, uh, "Does your audience outside of my audience uh, exist?" And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> wow, he just basically, he just basically right off the bat, like one of the first questions, like he just, <laughs> he just went right after him like that. And there's one point where Ro Romaine is like uh, trying to um, shout Romaine. down at Jim is like, he's like, you make money off of half done low effort stuff. And he's like, Jim's like, yes, I do. I make money off of coverage of your half done low effort stuff. <laughs> Fucking got him. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, well, why? where's the lawsuit then? Well, I don't have any money to sue you yet. Oof. <laughs> it's like you are ruining people's livelihoods when you criticize games. Do you realize how many people's lives you ruin? And then Jim's just like laughing. And was like, oh, I'm, I'm glad you think that's funny. It's like, no, I'm laughing because your logic doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> There's one point in the conversation where Romaine is like, um, like showing, is like playing a clip of Jim's that just happened. It was just a simple joke. Like he was, like Jim just made a joke that he was like some mad scientist making, uh, making like some type of like half alien creatures or something, half monsters. I can't remember what it was. And Romaine actually thought that Jim was literally doing that. Oh, oh no! Oh, God. And and after hearing that, Jim is cracking up. Is like, that's your argument. I can't believe a simple joke, and you actually got triggered by that. You actually thought it was real. That that's 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 level one hundred speech right there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> there's one point where uh, Jim was. I can't remember which game it was, but apparently there's a digital homicide game where you actually get to. Uh, do abuse to uh to dead uh to dead women corpses. Oh, I can't favorite. remember which oh. game that is. Oh, my favorite. I can't. I don't know which game that is, but remains like yes. You criticize me for doing that, and yet in your video you have a three foot dildo on your shoulder. I mean, you say it like it's a bad thing. Uh, no, he said. Do you think a three foot dildo is respectful to your female viewers, Jim? Well, it's a lot longer than three foot, mate. Oh, shit. Fuck, I, I mean, we, we have a we have we have we have a female here uh, that can speak to this. Do you feel that it's disrespectful to have a three foot dildo on your shoulder? Um. Well, I mean, generally, I don't really think I like the sound of that, but <laughs> at the same time, I feel like I almost expect it from Digital Homicide, but. Oh man, I, Lucky in the chat's like, yeah, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, you gotta if you gotta do that, you gotta commit to it. Yeah, you gotta use it. You can't just have it there. You gotta use it, man. You gotta commit to this. 
Oh, one of the uh, one of the one of the uh, oh Jesus! Oh, uh, we have Jing, who's like one of my uh, one of my writers for the show. Um, she's saying like, no, it's not. It's not a. Uh, it's not offensive. So, all right. So we got. It's like even, even. So, mm. um, yeah. So it was just very. It was just a very weird conversation. Like you, obviously, you can you could tell that uh, this guy is extremely triggered by the fact that. Um, uh, Robert, I should say, uh, Robert's like extremely triggered over the fact that, uh, you know, it's like, you're the one that started all this gym and that you have ruined my livelihood now. And I'm going to, once I get enough money, uh, I'm going to sue you. Eventually he's going to say, well, if it's not me, it's going to eventually be somebody else. You're going to reach a point when someone is going to sue you and they're going to win. And you know what? Jim just laughed because I think because even even though I already know how this story ends, like even he knew that he was not he was not going to lose in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is the ironic part about the whole thing. You kind of dug your own grave there, man. Yeah. And we'll get and we'll get to that very later on. But we didn't even talk about some of the things that happened before this conversation. I mean, this is a. I mean, I know that down the rabbit hole, they covered like a few minutes of this. Um, but I barely remember watching it. Uh, that was like one of the few episodes that I uh, don't remember fully. But um, this conversation I was just absolutely enamored by because here we have a, a grown man basically getting uh, reacting like this. And I, I'll talk about this more when we get to the end of the show because I have because he pissed me off a little bit uh, when I saw that. And I know people want to see me do like some type of rant because they they never see me rant before. But I'll get to that later. Um, uh, so we'll talk about this whole feud right now. So here's the Jim Sterling story. The, 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 the full story, uh, Dark Lord Jadao reappears again. Uh, he actually goes over the entire thing uh, or not the entire thing, but up to the point when Jim was getting sued. So this whole digital homicide thing began about August to September of 2014. They basically made Forsaken Uprising. Uh, a, a game that uh, the slaughtering grounds, Jim Sterling actually rolled on steam. He was playing like two bit indie games and he was trying to find things to do first impressions like the Jim impression videos that he does. Uh, he played slaughtering grounds and made a 10 minute video where he basically was trying to figure out how the game works because to him, it was like, it was, it was bad design. And then after the, the day after Sterling put the slaughtering videos up video up, uh, slaughtering grounds video, I should say. Uh, Digital homicide reposted Jim's video, but they put te they laid text over it. Yes, I saw that. I yeah, saw that. I love this saga. Yeah, I love this saga. Jim fucking Sterling's son. Yeah, that's where the whole fucking. That's like I'm Jim fucking Sterling's son. That's where the whole thing comes from. And it was like, I think Jim at one point said like, yeah, that was probably the best thing that you ever done in your whole career was say that. <laughs> I can't remember if he said that or whatever, but yeah, I, I, I implore anybody, if you want a good 90 minutes to listen to, I would recommend listening to that audio conversation. Um, um, imagine trying to be a, a game developer, but you're only develop you only remembered for shitting the bed multiple times. Yeah. That's, I, I would, I, I would be horrendous if that was the case for me. Um, so basically he, they, they posted the video with the text laid over it where, uh, I don't know if it was Robert, if it was James. I don't know exactly who it was. Um, but they repeatedly called Jim an idiot. They used the Jim Sterling son thing. They complained that he should have used developer forms to report bugs and flaws rather than tell the public about it, 
which I mean, you so, put the game out there. Yeah, you're gonna I mean, get feedback. You're open. You're open to public ridicule, or you're open to public praise. All right, I'm gonna play devil's advocate for this one part and one part only. Okay. The only part I could sort of agree with that's like kind of grayish in this is using developer forums to report bugs and stuff. But still, I'm not blaming Jim for that because he's a reviewer. That's what he does. Yeah. Like this, that's like the only kind of grayish area within this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if he I mean, here's my here's my deal. If Jim actually fucking cared about making the game better, he would have reported it. But since he fucking doesn't, he's not yeah. going to do it. True, mm, true. So, so there's have to be a, a certain level of careness from the player to actually do that. Um, mm. uh, not to, I, I don't know. Maybe he actually did, and we just don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh. So not only did uh, the the not only did Digital Homicide completely miss the point of Jim's video, uh, they actually thought it was a review that he was doing. Like, oh I, I, yeah, because here's the thing: in that audio conversation, he was like, "Come on, you should have critiqued things a little bit better." And Jim's like, "You know that was not a review, right? It was just a, a it was just an impression video. It's like a let's play, pretty much." Mm. And. It's like, well, you should have put a lot more positive things in there. It's like positive things. There was nothing positive in the game. If I had positives, I would have put them in. I do a fair amount of research when I do my when I do my gymquisition videos. I do research in them. Even the ones where I do gym impression gym impressions, I do them for. But for this one, I you know there was nothing positive to say about it. If there was something positive, I would have said it. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So. So after that whole audio interview that they did, uh, they went dormant. Uh, Digital Homicide went dormant. Uh, they seemingly they, they seemingly are doing nothing more heinous than taking down and re-uploading the same game to Steam Greenlight multiple times to reset games' negative votes. Mm. Which is what a lot of hack developers are guilty of doing. Yeah. So, so I remember it's telling you about Temper Tantrum. Well, there was a sequel, Temper Tantrum 2. It was posted onto Greenlight for approval to get onto Steam for five times to continually reset the game's negative votes. Um, Temper Tantrum 2 is the exact same game as the first one. Now only the levels are city-themed instead of eye-bleaching bright rooms. Holy shit, such mm. variety. <laughs> uh, but Digital Homicide was very busy this whole time. Uh, while this whole thing was going on. It just took a while for their latest scheme to unravel. Uh, Jim came across two insinuous Steam games called uh, Devil Share and Galactic Hitman. Uh, both of which are riddled with bugs, and they looked half-finished, since Galactic Hitman, uh, once it was discovered that enemies couldn't shoot you if you, if you docked. Um, these games were actually produced by, uh, were produced by ECC Games. And after Jim covered them, he got an email from a Polish company called ECC games who claimed they had nothing to do with the two games and they were none too pleased that digital oh. homicide was putting their name on these games. Oh Ooh. God. I didn't Ooh. even know about this. That's some spicy slander right there. Oh yeah. When I saw that, I'm like, what? How did they get away with that shit? <laughs> oh, Yikes. and here's another thing. One of the games was mistakenly listed as they did the homicide title and included it in a digital homicide bundle. Um, it was revealed not only did they post the two games under a fake account, but they also posted nine new games to Steam Greenlight under seven or eight different fake accounts. 
You know what? It, they're getting that bread, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> yeah. They got to make their strip club money somehow. Uh, so around this time, they were also linked to a website called Bundle Blitz. Uh, they were trying to give away keys for free Steam games in exchange for greenlight votes on digital homicide titles and other indie games. But once the story unraveled, the Blundle Blitz website transformed into Digital Homicide's homepage. Oh, what a coincidence. Mm. Yeah. Now, it, now, none of this is against any rules on Steam, other than the fact that one of their shell accounts accidentally used the name of a real-life company. Um, and since they don't want to have any bad reputation, they, it's understandable why they would want to escape it. But, uh, a lot of the, a lot of steam players did not take kindly to being ripped off and they basically gave them a lot of shitty reviews. Uh, they tried to slip them onto steam unnoticed and it did not sit well with its user base. Uh, and Jim Sterling basically blew the entire story wide open and the company became an even greater laughing stock. Um, Digital Homicide, of course, got really angry at Jim's coverage over them, and uh, James decided to call Jim. Uh, since then, Jim has written an article on his website, Jim, the Jimquisition, uh, where he accused Digital Homicide of stealing a games cover art from DeviantArt when the image was actually purchased from a company called uh, Shutterstock. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Shutterstock. <laughs> Jim found out, and he quickly corrected the article with an apology, but, of course, the, the brothers live in Arizona, where you can apparently still sue somebody for defamation over an article that's been corrected. Uh, so that's a shitty law. Um, sensing an opening to hit Sterling, uh, James, one of the brothers, told Jim that they had gotten a lawyer, and they were preparing to sue him for defamation. Uh, unless they will submit the lawsuit papers, unless Jim signs a contract stating that he will never discuss digital homicide or their games ever again. Uh -huh. And then Jim said, I'll talk to my lawyers. Uh, and once he said that, they got, they went, they had an epileptic fit. They shouted that a decision has to be made, and then they hung up the phone. Much autistic suspicion, I see. Yeah. Uh, so Jim sat with his lawyers. And they were like, Jim, you have nothing to worry about. I can't even believe this is a case. Yeah. Um, so uh, while he was, and while the uh, while while his lawyers were telling them that, Jim, uh, according to him, he made a mistake. Uh, he kept poking fun at digital homicide and even more videos, which would ultimately lead the the brothers to finally officially file a lawsuit asking Jim Sterling for. Uh, $10.7 million in damages, which was later bumped up to $15 million. <laughs> I remember this. I remember this too. Yeah, and they started a Kickstarter campaign to raise the funds to actually hire their lawyer because they needed seventy-five grand, and they only raised $435. Was it, was it like a flexible goal where they ended up taking the money anyways? or? Well, they only got less than 1% of the money that they wanted. Okay. Yeah. True. True. Okay. I mean, hey, what you gotta do? What you gotta do? You know what I'm saying? Gotta get that bread. So, the District Court of Arizona actually has a YouTube channel, and they live streamed an excerpt. Uh, uh, actually, the complaint filed by uh, Digital Homicide. Um. So, thankfully, Jing, who's my writer, she's actually uh, planning to be a lawyer. So she oh, actually. Sweet. 
Yeah, so she actually, uh, so she practically was like uh, telling me in the notes exactly what uh, this lawsuit is entailing. Um, basically, uh, let's see here. They had to explain that the court documents abbreviated the case as Romine versus Staten instead of Digital Homicide versus Sterling because he displayed a screenshot of the case files. Um, they cannot file the case on behalf of Digital Homicide because he can't afford a lawyer to represent the company. So they had to be filed under his personal name. Mm. Um, Robert, the guy that Jim uh, spoke to through the uh, the audio stream, uh, was not named in this law. Uh, was uh, was not named as a co-plaintiff. So Jim was represented by his lawyers, and yeah. So basically, the complaint starts with about how the court can acquire jurisdiction over Jim, even if he's not sure he's already a citizen of the United States. So. James tried to do a uh, – they tried to cite s some previous cases to support their claim that uh, Sterling could be tried in Arizona and why he can't be uh, tried in his home state of Mississippi. Uh, so they were trying to just do something like that. And um, there were some facts being done and blah, blah, blah. Um, Basically, he was saying these facts instill that James has personal jurisdiction within the state of Arizona, basically. Um, so here's the amount in controversy. The direct product damage, $2 million they want. Uh, emotional, reputational, and financial distress, $4 million. Uh, damage request, $5 million. So in total, that's about $11 million an estimate. Oh, wow. And that's not even including the $4 million that they try to add on later. Oh, wow. That's, that is fucking crazy. So the, so the first paragraph of this lawsuit, here's what they're saying. Uh, Jim falsely accused uh, digital homicide caused damage to their reputation, the damage to their product, their loss of uh, their games, causing severe emotional distress to the brothers. Uh, they have a right to receive restitution for these damages. The statements that have been made on the internet by Jim Sterling have resulted in criticism by the public towards digital homicide. Their statements have been made in reckless disregard for care that all people in America are legally required to follow. Uh, so he's basically saying that he used libel against them. <laughs> uh, for the purposes, uh, Sterling's Twitter feed at... At, at his Twitter, uh, at his Twitter account, will be referred to as tweeted. Uh, the digital homicides business partner Steam will be referred to here forward as the distributor. <laughs> I love how they, I love how they just give these like weird nicknames for it's all almost of these. ominous. Yeah, the it's like the distributor. <laughs> it's like you want some games here? I got some for you. Come over here. The distributor's got some new ones here. Um. So in paragraph two, basically, uh, the homicide wrote that Jim accused his company of impersonation of ECC games. Uh, we already talked about that before. Uh, yeah. So even though even though this company called Jim, it's like, yeah, we had nothing to do with this fucking company. Um, that that what that whole thing made them lose two million dollars in market value, according to according to the brothers. So this is listed as Operation Vile Strike, Mass Assault on Orion 7, which sounds like a Star Trek episode, if you ask it me. Does. It, it does. It does. Like, it sounds like Portal 2 DLC. Yeah. That like, too. 
Oh, so uh, oh, also, uh, Jim actually is stating it's worth noting that Galactic Hitman's artwork has been taken from elsewhere, just like the initial art for the Slaughtering Grounds was. Because uh, why not? Because yeah. why not? <laughs> um, there's a link actually provided to the Deviant Art page where they found it. Uh, the Slaughtering Grounds art was not taken from the site, according to the brothers. It was a free upload to a wallpaper site and was a, a piece of work which you can actually download. Uh, the artist did not have full rights to put it up for free, and it was immediately removed. So basically, they're blaming the artist because they didn't have the rights to put it up, and it, it cost them. Oh. Um, mm. oh, God. Wow. These are not redeemable characters. <laughs> oh. uh, the br they used an image that the digital homicide did not have rights to. Uh, the, the burst of tens of thousands of views. Uh, Jim Sterling posted a modification that maybe the brothers did not steal it, but... The damage, especially in context with the rest of this lawsuit, can be seen in the comments section below. Uh, no apology, no proper retraction, and no special attention is given, according to Jim. Uh, so it's like, I don't need to fucking apologize to you. You're the one that made the stupid mistake of doing it. Mm. Uh, so, true. Yeah, so it, it, the whole thing is, in, in, in short terms, they did not steal artwork. They just bought the blood-spattered artwork because they can't make it their, themselves. See, why you have to buy one of that quality, though? You couldn't get a person who would spend, like, the extra five minutes in Photoshop just cutting out the white shit, though. Honestly. <laughs> uh, it's, and, and they even have a debate over this, saying, it's like, oh, is, when you say taken, when they say they, take, they took it off the site, is taken the same thing as stolen, or is taken the same thing as copied? You ain't talking about the Liam Neeson movie. Yeah, no, I was about to say, yeah, they're not talking about a movie here. If they were, that would have been like, what? <laughs> oh, boy. So there's even more to this, and it's a lot of stuff to cover in this entire thing, and we don't have all the time in the world to go over this entire fucking lawsuit. But, God, and just the amount just the amount of the demand of the money that they, um, uh, they wanted from him, uh, it's incredible. Uh, and we also didn't take into account that Digital Homicide tried to go after 100 Steam users. This yeah, is, that too. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. Is for, yeah Dark Lord uh, Jadow did a video called Digital Homicide versus the 100. So it's almost like that one versus 100 game show, except Digital Homicide's the contestant. And all the 100 are the Steam users. So here's what uh, this is the background, basically. Uh, this obviously this whole media coverage that Jim Sterling gave was the most that Digital Homicide ever gotten. It wasn't even from their games. It was from a game reviewer. Um, it was the and to some effect that it had was to fill Steam and YouTube, who were determined to fill Jim's void to make sure that these people didn't get away with crap. Uh, so with this lawsuit against Jim, no money to actually pursue the lawsuit, and their games were selling worse than ever before because they had they made just total asses of themselves. Uh, the company decided to dramatically increase the games they were producing instead of decreasing it. They made more of them while this lawsuit was going on. Holy shit. I mean, hey, you got to get money for the lawsuit somehow. Yeah. I, like you said, I don't think those strip club funds are coming in anytime soon. Well, yeah. Well, now all that strip club money is now going to a different type of uh, club, the court club. Oh, my favorite club. <laughs> mm. The Phoenix Wright is a member. Uh, so... Around the time that uh, this guy put up the video, uh, Digital Homicide had about 11 games on Steam, 24 additional completed games using Steam Greenlight. 
More games produced in under two years than multiple indie developers combined to produce in their lifetimes. Uh, within two weeks of that video that we talked about previously here, they had five new games on Steam. And a, and a plethora, which uh, a number that I won't even discuss here, on Steam Greenlight. Uh, one of the things that they used to crank up their production was they began reskinning some of their old titles and basically reselling the same game under different names. So in the it, so they covered so this guy covered a game called Krog Wars. It was like the shitty Space Invaders clone. Um, so after Krog Wars went got on Steam, they released Wyatt Derp. Oh, Wyatt Derp! I love this. Which is exactly the same game as Krog Wars, only instead of spaceships, they replaced them with cowboys. Oh, <laughs> cowboys. <laughs> Okay. See, so, yeah, I only like I like to head cannon sometimes. That this game, this game takes place at Ram Ranch. Oh no! Yes. Oh yes. no! <laughs> like oh okay. And to think, there's actually a famous per uh, a famous uh a name called Wyatt Earp, but instead they just said, oh, we'll just call him Wyatt Derp instead. <laughs> oh my god! So basically, um. So basically, there's also a sequel called Wyatt Derp 2, which is the exact same game as the first game, only the cameras rotated a bit. Oh, you uh, know. Yeah. Uh, not only that, they also made another reskin game called Withering Kingdoms Arcane War. Only this one, it has wizards in it. All, oh. all of these games pass through Steam Greenlight because it's so easy to make a Space Invaders clone playable in a 30-second trailer. Mm. Uh, Digital Homicide began absolutely spamming Krog Wars clones onto Greenlight, feeling they had struck a gold mine. So, they ran a page on the uh, Edge.io website. Uh, where you, there you can purchase like most of the games that studios have created. If you go on their page, you'll find 30 clones of Krog Wars. <laughs> now, Digital Homicide attempted to sell on Steam as completely separate games. You'll find... All of these games, uh, even a game called Assholes. I don't think we've covered Assholes. Oh but yeah, I think I know of that one. The, the, is that the one? Is that the the Galaga clone? Yeah, and you're just yep. basically a giant ass. Yep. Playing and Sassy McGee. Yeah, and you shoot shit <laughs> at other at other assholes. It sounds oh. almost like an AVGN joke. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's like, okay, this has got to be something that nerd made. Just yeah, honestly. It's like, you know, I was bored. You know what? Let's just make an asshole game. But, okay, so all 30 of these games, all the same weapons, all the same levels, copied 30 times with different names and reskinned to look like different titles. Okay. The, the scheme got, recruit, got so out of hand that Valve had to actually step in and police its storefront for a change. Um... Valve blacklisted 22 out of the 30 games from Green Steamlight. Uh, they prevented them from releasing any of them by marking them incapable with green, incompatible with Greenlight, I should say. Um, and even after Valve took this action, they still snuck in more clone Krog Wars clone games onto Steam a few months later. Oh my God! Mm. Oh, so, uh, Joe, Joe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mark, uh, Mark is just texting me. He wants to know if he could jump in. Yeah, sure. Let him come in. All right, cool. Yeah. 
So yes, Marcus was originally, yeah, Marcus didn't, we didn't know if Marcus was going to be able to come on or not, but yeah, Marcus is usually along with this group of uh, new mutants as I would like to call them. Ooh, my favorite. Yeah. I can't, yeah, the movie's been delayed for so long. <laughs> Finally, we're getting it next year. So, so basically this is the equivalent of getting caught with your hand in the cookie jar. And then after getting caught, you're still going into the jar. Or in your pants, either way. Yeah, oh, or no. that too. Like, <laughs> oh god, yeah, you get caught jerking off. It's like, oh fuck it, I'm still gonna do it. Oh yeah. no, <laughs> never do that. Don't do that. No, never. Do that. Never. You never. gotta look them in the eye while they do it too. Yeah, no! this is. Yeah, this isn't a Pornhub video. Um. So when you purchase one of the games on their Edge account, uh, you don't actually get a copy of the game. You get a key for the game that you can actually redeem on Steam if the game gets greenlit for approval. And it makes it out to the store. So basically, they were using their Edge.io account to sell games that might never get released. Probably in a desperate ploy to bribe people into greenlighting their games. Sounds at least a little bit illegal. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a tiny bit. So <laughs> they, and Digital Homicide kept going. Here's what they did next. They... But they utilized every exploit that exists in the Steam store. They got game after game through the green light voting system by promising each game would have training cards that they could sell for profit that players can, I'm saying. Uh, uh, we actually found out that a Steam user sold the trading cards of a game. The creator of that game gets a kickback, actually. So basically what that means is Digital Homicide gets paid every time somebody sells the cards they get for buying their games. Ooh. Ooh. Damn, they, they is just reaching for straws, aren't they? Yeah. Hey, Marcus. Yep. Yeah, so, dude. Marky, Mark. Hey. What? And, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, no, no. There's even more. There's, there's more. Um, this led them to getting discovered and abusing the trick that's become very popular on Steam at that time. Get a shit ton of the games away for free and correct royalties <laughs> off the sales of the trading cards. Um. You give copies of the game away for free, the users give you the game to sell the cards, and you get paid giving away free copies. Basically, you no longer need to make a game... You don't need a game to sell to make money off of it. Anybody can anybody can do this. It's not just digital homicide. Digital homicide just saw uh, just saw just saw it and they're like, yeah, we could do this. You know what? I I don't know if I can actually co-sign on this kind of behavior. It's deplorable. On an unrelated note, please check out my game on Steam Greenlight. It is it is totally a good game. Uh, it's, it's a visual novel involving cows. It's a good game. You don't have to have to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I just made a game where you can just literally watch grass grow. You know, it's pretty. It's gonna be pretty revolutionary. You know, Wait, that was your game. That's my favorite game. My God, you know, DLC is coming out, man. I mean, you're gonna be, you know, a dandelion, a walking dandelion. Dude, you better not blue ball me on this. Hey, DLC. It's gonna be like what? You gotta, you gotta give an extra ten dollars. Oh hell yeah! I was about to ask, what's the value? What's it gonna go for? Get extra ten dollars. Fork it up. Oh hell yeah! You want you you want to have more fun? You can to, take my money, money, take my clothes, take my butthole, take everything. I just want oh, to. No. <laughs> oh God! EA ain't got shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! See, I had to make an impression when I just popped in here. Probably, oh, probably yeah. in. So I had to make some sort of impression here. Yeah, second impressions are everything. Well, yeah, because this is like your second time. 
Funny enough, on the Jim Sterling episode. So you're right in. So this is like part two. This is like Avengers part two for you. I know. Um, I feel very bad that I couldn't make it. I had to work. I tried to swap days. You said you said that you were going to do it Wednesday. And you said, oh, we're going to move to Saturday. Oh, now look at yeah. the camera. You got to work the same exact time Saturday. Like, Damn. Sons of bitches. <laughs> Oh, oh God, Jing in the chat room is saying, start cueing Shane McMahon's entrance music. Everybody, you know, thank Walmart. that Everybody can, you know, get mad at Walmart for me not being able to be here. Yes, thank you, Walmart. Thank you, Walmart. Uh, anyway, so Digital Homicide continued doing this whole scheme for a while. They were just cranking out games left and right. Um but the total uh, lack of mechanics and the uh, of uh, anything all for these games was just getting worse. Um, and this is until uh, Operation Cleanlight happened. Uh, for those of you that uh, for those of you that don't know what Greenlight is, it's Valve's uh, response to customers demanding quality control on Steam. Can I say uh, something? What? Hello, Valve. Steam, you're Greenlit. <laughs> I have to do that. Um, so games that are complete on, uh, they have a poster with a trailer, they have screenshots, they have a description to green light and users vote on whether the game gets to go on steam. Um, they had a lot of horrible games on there. There were good games that were getting buried under a uh, lots of shit and they were getting overlooked. Uh, users would upvote anything with trading cards. Users would upload things saying, wouldn't it be funny if they was real seagrass simulator? That's a prime example. Um, oh, my idea. Yeah, they got kids. The kids would upvote anything with internet memes um, because you desperately want to be a cool kid. Uh, and the rise of Steam groups like Yellow Army that bribe uh, users with free Steam keys for other games in exchange for upvotes for any developers that do business with them. Ooh, nice. Yeah, but it, 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 this just gives some uh, context to what uh, would prove to be uh, Digital Homicide's downfall. Uh, so... So there's large groups of Steam users decided that they had enough of Greenlight being a festering cesspool of shit. Uh, they decided that they were going to uh, clean up Greenlight and prevent these awful games from getting on to Steam. Um, <laughs> the Greenlight Crusaders, this guy calls them. So they're like uh, the Stardust Crusaders, except uh, they don't have stands. Uh, they gathered together and they encouraged people to actually go through Greenlight and downvote anything that shouldn't be on Steam and upvote upvote the good games okay. uh so they essentially act as a get out the vote campaigns so it's basically like a like um the election coverage pretty much uh you actually participate yeah uh you essentially act as if you get out to vote you encourage users to participate in Greenlight and do their part to keep games they actually want on steam so in other words they don't do anything that's suspicious immoral or against any rules they're just being in the community and being very active on it. Um, That's lame. <laughs> so Digital Homicide was like, oh, shit. Th these Crusaders, they're, they're, they're stealing our money. Oh, my God. Well, what are they doing? They're oh. actually putting, like, legit, they're actually, like, downvoting our shit. Oh, this is pissing me off, bro. What are we going to do? So Digital Homicide... So Digital Homicide has some members of things of a group called Digital Homicide's Poop Gaming. Uh, so Poop Gaming published an announcement that Digital Homicide had contacted the most prolific members of the Greenlight Crusaders group. Uh, Homicide said, 
that they were going to be drawing up legal papers, and if they, they didn't lay off their games on Greenlight, they were going to get sued. And these messages were sent several weeks before the lawsuits actually went through. So the Greenlight groups were undeterred since they had not done anything against Jim Sterling for months, and they continued reviewing Digital Homicides games and downvoting them. So here's what the actual lawsuit uh, entails. So they filed a personal injury lawsuit against 100 Steam users. 11 of those guys were named, and the other 89 were intentionally left empty with the name John Doe put in, in it. Uh, uh. So combined, so combined with the Jim Sterling suit, they asked for $18 million in total. Emotional distress, financial distress, public humiliation caused by harassment, stalking, cyberbullying, conspiracy to commit civil rights violations, uh, formation of hate groups, and this is what's really going to piss you guys off, continual criminal property damage for over a year. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, that, I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm pissed, actually. I'm like, wow. Criminal property damage? Yeah. They think like, these guys are actually criminals when they do this. I'm like, hurt feelings. You know, I mean, hurting someone's feelings is not assault, guys. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, no. Right? Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what free speech protects you from. Insults are legal. I can insult anybody and not get arrested for it. That's what America. That's what basically what America's like a uh, uh, free speech thing was all about. Um, well, so I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't even want to get into what what you know the attack on free speech is. I ain't gonna get into that. No, no, we don't need to go into that. But um, so basically, Digital Homicide was attempting to sue a hundred people who talk smack about them in comment threads and reviewed their uh, their games poorly. By calling them hate groups and that their negative reviews are defamation, lies, and yeah, they're criminals because of it. Sounds uh, like what YouTube's doing right now. Well, that's a different story for another time. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah we don't want we don't we don't want we don't want to get into Sorry, that. Guys, right I'm now. Conservative. Yeah. So here's the sick thing. Uh, so there was an article in an Arizona paper that reveals that before turning in the lawsuit, Digital Homicide attempted to turn to local law enforcement and even tried to get the FBI to shut down the people they said were harassing them. Did you just say the, the FBI? FBI? The FBI. The FBI? Like, really? Come on, they didn't die for this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they wanted to bring down the full wrath of the United States law enforcement to stop people from talking shit about their video games. <laughs> Screw El Chapo getting out of prison. This guy's yeah. talking shit about oh, games. We gotta get these motherfuckers up here, man. Oh, God. Fuck the wall. These guys are the real problem. Oh, fuck. Jesus. They're stuck. They're talking shit about our video games. This is, <laughs> this this is, a, this is, a, this is a federal offense. This is USA's <laughs> number one priority. Yes. <laughs> the war on crisis. Yeah, video the war on critics is hell. I never thought I'd see the day that people would be constantly doing this. Millions of people. CNN does like breaking news. A hundred people have just downvoted a, a, a Super Mario Brothers game. Why, when why will I, it why stop? Why do I see like, a, like, a, like the FBI just breaking down houses? Are you criticizing this game? Just starts beating the it's shit like, up everybody place. down on the floor. You better not be talking about Banjo-Kazooie like that. <laughs> Get him. Get him. Uh, sir, we just, sir, we just caught you talking shit about Pokemon Gold and Silver. Put your hands behind your back, please. How do you plead? 
uh, 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 the, uh, one out of ten. Wrong answer. One out of ten. Is seven out of ten too much water? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so there claims up and down that the purpose for this lawsuit was to stop harassment that was directed against them. Uh, people posted crude and threatening comments such as go die in a fire and your wife is a whore. Oh, oh. That's, a, that's a huge no, 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 can't be doing that. So while that's indefensible, people do in fact post crude, hateful messages online like that. And if from what I've been told, that's technically legal. Like I you think so? Uh, technically, uh, I don't know. Like I don't know if it's specific to like different states or whatever, or I don't know what it's like in Arizona. But I know here down here, the um, I don't think that you can be. Uh, I mean, as long as you don't yell fire in a theater, I think uh, it's like. I mean, it's like saying like go die in a fire. I mean, I mean, while that may be considered a death threat, I mean, you'd have mm. to actually prove that it is. And saying your wife is a whore, I mean, that's just that's just a that's just a personal attack. You can't go to jail for that. It's like. Did, yeah. you just call, did you just call this bitch a whore? I was like, you, well, you just said even worse. <laughs> uh, but once you actually, uh, but anyway, once you get actually through these court papers, <coughs> the, the homicide submitted, here's what their true motivations were. There's actually, there's actually something like beneath the surface that they're really doing here, that they're just using the, um, the, the harassment thing as like a scapegoat. Um, so, so pretty much every piece of evidence that they included in their own lawsuit is a screenshot of a negative review or an actual member of the Greenlight Crusaders, which is raising awareness of their underhanded and cheap tactics and policies and comment sections, and that's something that's well-documented. Um, they were still taking offense when people accused them of asset flipping. Even though uh, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they... The, the claim they're suing over the harassment, the actual evidence included in the suit makes it clear they're suing over negative reviews and people raising awareness about their activities. Um, they, they, they construe the homicide construes the negative reviews as harassment, but in actuality, they're suing people for reviewing their games poorly, which is protected under free speech. Like we were saying, exactly. um, it dictates that if a defendant is unable to pay or for lives outside the United States and thus can't be sued, then they demand that said defendant's Steam account be permanently closed and they lose all their games and purchases as compensation to digital homicide. Uh. So basically, if you're outside the country of America and you're a defendant, then they said, we're just going to take away your entire Steam account, all your games, and any money that you've uh, spent on them, we get. Damn, that's fucked up. Yeah, so you would literally have to pay them, technically. Even though you paid for games already, you have to take that same amount of money that you paid for and then pay them on top of it. Yeah. So you're practically spending double the money. So say you've spent like $10,000 worth of your own money on games. You're practically spending an entire like life savings worth of shit for these people. Um, so you got to pay like an extra 10000 of them? Yeah. Basically. Yeah, because they're remember they're suing for an extra three million dollars on top of the Jim Sterling lawsuit. They're asking for eighteen million in total. So just imagine, so just imagine, like eighteen million. So they're trying to get at least, uh, they're trying to get at least most of their money from these a hundred YouTube, uh, these Steam users plus Jim 
And Jim doesn't even have that type of fucking money to begin with. I mean, yeah, I know, I, I know he makes a big. I mean, he makes like ten thousand dollars a month off of his videos. Jim does. Yeah. So, can, I get, um, can I give a shout out to a comment um, that, uh, yeah, that, sure. that that I can agree with? Um, Jing Dangling, Dangling. Yeah, she's said, uh, um, my she's my writer. Yeah, said ima said imagine if Bethesda did this to everyone who critiqued Fallout. Oh God! Oh, oh, man. Oh, Fallout seventy six. Oh wait, hold on. I see some shadows, like four of them. Okay. Four shadows. Huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Go on. Okay, let's keep going. Yeah, there's still more people. It it's get it gets better. I'm telling it's, you, it gets better. Oh my goodness. Um. So. So anyway. A lot of people are pointing to this little detail and, and they're saying that the claims of destruction of property are bullshit. Uh, and this is just to get revenge. Um, so let's be serious here. Um, if digital homicide can sue people for leaving negative reviews, uh, you could basically apply this to like a major movie company. So let's say Disney, for example. Can oh, you imagine? No. Let's say Disney starts suing like uh, movie critics because they thought uh, something like a wrinkle in time sucked. It did. <laughs> I know it did. But imagine you and me, Marcus. Let's say we did a podcast episode on a wrinkle in time and we talked bad about it. Disney can come after us for basically saying that we thought it sucked. That, that, that would be freaking ridiculous. I just I'm glad I'm glad they won't come after us because I'm like, dude, but, that would that would be just stress inducing. Yeah, but here's the reason why they here's it even if it was legal, which it's not. Even if it was legal, they wouldn't do it. You know why? Because it would cost millions of dollars in ticket sales. Yeah. Here's the reason. Here's the reason why. Because if there's like backlash for a movie, people are not going to go fucking see it. Why would you want to see something that's already got like controversy surrounding it? Unless, of course, it's like the controversy that intrigues you. Like, ooh, I'm intrigued. What's this? What the? I mean, yeah. when pre when the I mean, predator, I mean, like some yeah, some some like you know movies thrive off controversy, and some games thrive off controversy, like hatred. Yeah, you know that that basically, you know, that was a mediocre game, but it, it, everybody bought it because you know it was controversial and it was like this big thing. And I'm um, like postal, you know, postal. You can literally pee on people. Oh God! Set them on fire and, and piss on their corpses. You know, like, that... But the oh. game is complete. Well, I actually like it. I like postal too. But <laughs> but I mean, when when you it, the game is pure schlock, you know, and it knows what it is. Yeah. Well, be careful because you might get sued by them now. For oh, saying I love running with scissors. Yeah. <laughs> well, they might sue you for saying that you love it now. Uh -oh. There might well, be there I... might be there might be someone out there that's like, oh, you like that? Well, I'm fucking suing you. Oh, okay. Well, I hold feelings for running with scissors that I cannot confirm that are positive or negative. Okay. Um so let's You'll say get this sued, buddy. <laughs> so so, so let's say let's say this lawsuit w ended up becoming successful. Basically, what that would have done is it would have destroyed consumer awareness, because media would be forced now to sing the praises of anything or everything, or you get sued for it. But here's but don't here's the thing. So there's a YouTube user called Lord Croco Squirrel. Um, he made a video called "Review the Developer Digital Homicide Seven, where he and some other YouTubers took a very detailed look at Digital Homicide's lawsuit against the 100 Steam users. Here's the thing. The lawsuit is so poorly written 
that the remaining 89 defendants can encompass anybody who does, ever has, or ever will work in the games industry or profit off video games, including YouTube content creators. And it also encompasses the entirety of Steam's user base. Huh. So wow. basically, they can name anybody that they want because those defendants are not named. Oh, wow. That's, uh, they keep pulling sneakies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this is and this is including YouTube people. So when they put John Doe, it doesn't mean necessarily Steam reviews. It could be like anybody that speaks bad against them. So Man, imagine, so imagine, imagine this guy, Dark Lord Jadal, that's actually doing research on this. He could have been on that lawsuit. Um, down the rabbit hole when he covered the whole thing, he could have been involved in that lawsuit because he covered it because it gave Digital Homicide more exposure than it already needed. We I gotta can, say, I can, um, can I say so? This is the lowest. These, I'm sorry, I, I don't know. This is pretty much an understatement. These guys are like the lowest, lowest of the low of human beings. You know? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like just hearing this. I'm like, just wow. All because somebody like didn't like your game. All right, produce a good game. All right, produce a good game. Learn how to produce a good game. Marcus, come on. <clears throat> don't, don't, don't. Don't give them any more credibility than they already have, okay? Like, it's not fair to them. Don't let them make a good game. That's not fair. Um, well, since since we're since we're shouting out a good game, there's a game that's made by one guy. It's called Dusk, and it's inspired by '90s first-person shooters. I think all it's on Steam. It's like sixteen dollars. I think all you guys should go play that instead of Digital Homicide's games. Fuck Digital Homicide. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Which here's the thing that kicked Digital Homicide in the ass. See, you can't. Uh, Dark Lord actually brings this up. You can't actually sue somebody unless you have their names to issue subpoenas. So, Digital Homicide was granted a subpoena to Valve for the personal information of the eleven people that were named on the lawsuit. Oh. Uh, so here's the thing, though. Valve responded to this subpoena by kicking Digital Homicide off of Steam, closing down their account, purging all of their games and greenlit titles from their service. Good. None of them can be purchased anymore. They were. Yes. I'm standing up right now, and I'm just gonna clap my hands. Yep. <laughs> so here, here, here's a here's an artist's here's an artist's uh, recreation of this. Digital Homicide stabs uh, Steam in the chest, and Steam says, "You should have gone for the head," and it just wipes him out. Snap them fingers, bro. Yeah. And it's like, oh god, I don't feel so good. Oh. Uh, so, Mr. Newell, I don't feel so good. Yes. And so when they were asked for comment, uh, when uh, Valve was asked for a comment, they said, Valve has stopped doing business with Digital Homicide for being hostile to Steam users. Uh, so Digital Homicide did not take this uh, sitting down. So they put on this entire rant on their homepage, threatening to sue Valve for an exhaustive list of, a list of a legit breaches of contract. Uh, the here's the short end of it. Digital Homicide think, thought that Valve betrayed them by letting the people who are posting bad reviews and mean comments go unpunished. Mm. How could you do this to me? You stabbed me in the back. You betray me. I fed up with this world. That's what they're acting like. That's what they're acting like. 73. Ugh. And then when they got kicked off of Steam, they tried to defend themselves. But they don't understand that there's a big gap between leaving a mean comment about someone and then suing a person for more money than they will ever see in their lives. Yeah. 
So, for example, I'd be like, Marcus, I am suing you for $800 billion because you were late to this episode. Or, you know, just a casual, normal thing to do to someone, which is a normal thing to do, right? I mean, I could sue you for that much, right? You have the funds for that, right? Two hours late. I know, but but, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'd be like $400 billion an hour seems like a good number to sue you for. So let's just bump that up every hour and we'll add another 400 billion to it. Just because I feel like it. Yeah. Just because I feel like it. (laughs) That's that. That's an example. Okay. That's what, that's what they were trying to do. So Valve, being this massively rich company with, like, uh, beasts of lawyers, animals, animals, looking at two guys, two regular guys that have kids and a family. They're just sitting around in their T-shirts and pajamas. Um, Valve was like, they didn't even respond to the loss. They didn't even, uh, they didn't even respond to the, to the threats they were making. Oh, we're going to sue you, motherfuckers. And they were just like, uh, did somebody say something? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all hear something? What? <laughs> what? I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't quite hear that. Oh, it was just the wind. Don't worry about it. All right. Let's go back to fucking now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, so on September 27th, 2016, uh, Digital Homicide officially filed to dismiss the lawsuit against the 100 um, people, uh, which the judge granted without prejudice, meaning that Digital Homicide can file a lawsuit later on without running into double jeopardy. Uh, For those of you that don't know what double jeopardy means, it's a a court term that says that uh, a defendant cannot be tried for the same crime twice. So if you're found innocent, you cannot be tried for the same crime Um, that that has occurred. Um, Thank you, uh, the Law and Order, for that. um, (laughs) Watching many episodes of Law and Order, I know that, but... um, Anyway, so they cite that the damages inflicted to them by Valve and the Steam users have left them too broke to actually afford sending any paperwork to pursue the lawsuit. So no money, no lawsuit. More money, more pro- less money, more problems uh, in this case. Uh, so, so members of the Greenlight Crusaders were very suspicious of that story. And uh, they were actually... Uh, looking further into this uh, and they were speculating that the judge was unwilling to give uh, homicide the direct personal information uh, uh, the doxing of the people they were intending to victimize since they didn't have a lawyer to act as a buffer for them so basically digital homicide wanted to dox these 11 guys and the judge said well these guys don't have any way to defend themselves so no yeah yeah exactly yeah all right, so eventually as we go on, they would eventually drop the case against Jim Sterling as well because um, they had to do it with prejudice. And they were like, fuck, we hate this guy, but we just don't have the funds anymore to sue him. Um, and yeah, and then later on, Jim would do an entire video on the whole ordeal, and I think he even used like the lawsuit papers as like a, like a, a, a dinner napkin. And I think he had like <laughs> sauce on it for whatever you reason. See, you know what, man? Jim Sterling's actually being too nice here. I'd have wiped my ass with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I know I'd literally like be on. I literally like have have the camera on there. You'd see, you know, me with my pants down. You'd see me just wiping my ass on the freaking toilet. See, that's how you get demonetized. <laughs> 
You know, I'll do it for free. It's, all, you know, it's, worth, look, it's, look, it's worth every penny. You know, Marcus, somebody's going to sue you because you did that. Because they got offended by seeing you use like, uh, like some you you were using that against. Well, somebody. then I say, give me the lawsuit papers. I need extra toilet paper anyway. <laughs> yeah, and they would have sued you for using paper. It's like, oh, you're See, not. I'll just keep pissing them off, and, I, and, like, I, and I, I wouldn't be without toilet paper. That's not no. green, Marcus. You got to use green paper. <laughs> anyway, so because uh, because of all the technicalities and all the legal setbacks on February twenty first. Um, yeah, that's when the lawsuit happened. And then, uh, they, they ended up dying because of it. I mean, they were already dead before, uh, the, I mean, the company was already dead, but the brothers were like, we got nothing left. And to this day, I have no idea what these guys are doing now. I don't know if they're just like, uh, um, like totally embarrassed to the point where they are just like, uh, out off the grid or if they decided to just move on with their lives and maybe learn a lesson from it, whatever lesson that is. Well, there was that whole thing with loot suit games that's uh, that was around for a bit, involving them. It's nothing really of note. They just released it. It's just a site that uh, kind of extends to other sites that sell Steam keys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, that was a shit show. Oh boy, yeah. It's a shit show. Uh, now I understand why so many people wanted us to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> now I under now I understand. I mean, this was ranked pretty high. This was like in the top ten of things they wanted us to talk about. Jim Sterling was just, Jim Sterling was like the very uh very low on the bar, and Digital Homicide was up next. Um, but all the good stuff will come later in the season. But yeah. I just wanted to bring this before the new year ended. Uh, I was super pissed that I couldn't you know be here for the beginning. Like I tried everything in my power, but mm -hmm. nobody wanted to swap days with me at work. Yeah. I mean, you can always go back and listen to it, though. That's always like a good thing that you can do. Yeah. You're here now. Yeah. So yeah. you got plenty of time, bro. You got plenty of time. Uh, all right. So if there's anything to take away from this, um, I, I think it's best to tell everybody out there. That if you're going to do stuff online, if you're going to try to be something where you create something for people, or you're like, say, for example, we're doing this, you got to be thick skinned about it. There's yeah. no way, there is no fucking way that you I'm could scared. come on this thing and be as thin skinned as possible as, the, as, as these brothers. No fucking way. You are not going to survive like that. And there's people on, there's people here that, um, there's people online that think that they will get all the praise in the world and not get any criticism, and then when they do get it, they lash out in like the most unbelievable ways. I've and people like that, yeah. And the the, the here's here's the, the one thing that I want to try to tell everybody. Here's what I do with this show, and this is, and I hope this is, will give you an example of how it is that I I operate when it comes to this shit. Before we even started this fucking show, you know what? You know what I said to myself? I told Shane, I told Vin, I told Alex, I said, we are going to have to deal with the fact that people are going to fucking hate us. They are absolutely going to call you Tom. Alex, they're going to call you Tom Hanks, but for the wrong reasons. They're going to think that you're his butt buddy. Get used to you. Somebody's going to say that to you, but you're going to have to get used to it. Shane, someone's going to make fun of your artwork. I know you put that as like your avatar when we do these episodes, but somebody's going to make fun of it. 
And Panda, the less I say about you, the better. Um, no, I if love I you. Add, I love uh, if I can add a little bit to this, I'm gonna yeah. add to my that poor man's truce. Yeah. <laughs> but um, words are words. <laughs> words are words. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, criticisms are criticisms. You know, you take it in stride and, and you just move on with it. Yeah. And here's the other thing, too. Um, I knew people were, I, like I said, I knew people were going to be, I knew people were not going to be liking us when we did this, but I didn't care. I still did it. And even to this day, you know what I do when somebody, like, because I, I, I have my comments, um, I have the comments, like, uh, they don't get automatically posted onto the videos right away. They go under review. Um, the ones that are spammy, I get rid of because obviously they're, it's like some like bot that's trying to get their comment on there. But usually when somebody either uh, praises the show or critiques it, um, I still allow them to go on regardless if I, whether I dis uh, agree or disagree with them, I still allow their voice to get heard because I love the, because uh, I love the people that praise me, but I love it even more when they criticize me. I love it even more because that if is someone hating you. You do if someone's not hating you, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, <laughs> when someone's hating you, you're doing something wrong. You said when someone's not hating. Oh, when someone's if not hating hate you, you, you yeah. ain't got haters. You're doing yeah, something but, wrong. But yeah, but like, like I'm saying, like I love that even more. So I I encourage that. I encourage that even uh, great. It's great shit. Um. And then, and even then, if somebody's and if somebody is like really hitting it hard, like they're really going after me or something, I I always I always tell co-hosts and I always tell pe my friends this because people come to me, it's like, hey, did you hear what this guy said about you in a video or something like that? And I'll say, hey, listen, this guy, uh, the, like whoever it is, they don't do what we do, and unless they do what we do, their opinion means nothing. And, and somebody will come back and say, well, you don't need to be this in order to criticize this. And I say, yes, but if you want that opinion to be valued, then you're going to have to try to do that because there is value in opinions. You can have one. Everybody has an opinion, but there's a, a, a validity to it. If you do something that the other person is doing along the same lines as you, if you're not doing it, then I'm not saying that I don't care, but I just don't value it as much as I would do other people's. Like if it was other podcasters that do along the same lines as I, as we do, then I'll listen because they, they either they've done it longer than I have and they're a lot, lot more successful at it or they're just getting started. You know, you can always learn from people that are just getting started, too. So I want to say to everybody that's trying to start their own YouTube channels, like you're going to get it. Just don't try to go as far as these fucking guys did, because that is and it, it, we're all adults here, okay? We're all fucking adults. We do not need to be doing each other. Uh, we need not need to be attacking people that criticize us. That's number one. Number two, if you have issue with somebody that is, um, if you have an issue with somebody that has been criticizing your videos to an extent of like what Jim Sterling did, then did what they both did. Talk it out. Maybe it would have been better if they actually didn't do like a live conversation with each other and they just did it privately. Because I think that even spurred it even more for uh, the, the, the homicide people. Um, I would say then lawsuits are not going to do you any damn good because then you'll lose fucking money. I mean, you have I mean, their lawyers should have been smart enough. Homicide's lawyers should have been smart enough to tell them you got no fucking lawsuit here. Somebody should have some of those lawyers should have been smart enough to know that they uh, would have uh, 
said to their clients, listen, what you just put on the table is not going to help you in any way. Because Jim exactly. Sterling's lawyer, Jim Sterling's lawyer said, this is good. This is nothing. I'm even surprised they even filed this fucking thing. And that's what's bothering me the most is not even that thinking that they're going to put out content just so they can make some money on the side. Like that's the thing that bothers me more than anything. More I'm than surprised, anything. I'm surprised was, the judge didn't just laugh in their face. Oh, he probably was laughing inside. He just didn't want to look like he just wanted to look professional, though, because I would have been together with a minute digital homicide open their mouth, like not guilty. <laughs> or like, uh, yeah. But here's the thing that bothers me most at all. They weren't proud of their own work. They weren't proud enough of their own work to actually make some good quality stuff that people would actually enjoy. They made one game that was very positive, and that was it. Everything else was rated negative. But instead of just saying, okay, we're getting. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't here. What game was that? Oh God, I I can't even remember it. I'll have to scroll up again and look it again. Okay, um, a, broken, a broken clock is, is right. You know, twice a day. So yeah. Uh, I think it was called. Uh, let me go back for a second. Um, Cragmore Dungeons of Cragmore. Oh. So that was it. But even oh. then, so the point. I, the point I'm making is. Um, <coughs> If they didn't have enough passion for their own fucking games, you're not going to get anywhere. You need to have the passion for the work that you do. If you don't, you're, you're going to be losing every single moment of every single minute that you, uh, you do this work. If you're not your own number one fan and you don't love what you do, that's it. You're done. Unless, of course, you finally find that love and passion and then you're good. But... To, to make the same copy 30 times and then try to put it off as a different game just so you can get extra money? Like, yes, money is secondary. Your own work should be above the money. You should not be thinking of money first and then your own brand. Your brand should be first and then money comes with it. It's the way that you have to get, you have to get a fan base that loves what you do so that they will want to see you keep doing more so that they'll give you more, um, they'll give you more uh, money to actually do it with. You are not going to get more money just by putting out more stuff that people do not like to, to see. That is not how it works. And the fact that they're like these grown men that, that were going to be video game developers and they didn't have the, 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 the knowledge to think that is astounding to me. So I just want to encourage people, love what you do, and please don't try to think of money first. And that's what I'm going to say. Think of money second. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Quality before quantity. Yeah. Well, I mean, in some cases, if your quality is good enough, then quantity is always great. Like that if you too. do, if you like, uh, my thing is like I have a I have a show where I just upload daily. So um, for that show, it's like oh great great I'll just do it daily. But for this. It's every week. Even if it's a holiday, we'll record it and then post it on the Saturday of so that people can still listen. Um, so even even when there's an off season, we try to we try to do another show that's like a spin-off that still covers like legends, just very small ones. But people still get content throughout the year. So while we are putting while we are trying to put a, a certain amount of quality on there, we're also providing the quantity. But to your point, yes. However way, however way you want to look at it. Oh, anyway. you alright there, brother? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, fine. Okay. Anyway, so that's that's my final thoughts on it. That's all I really uh, could think of right now.
Um, I don't know if you guys have anything to add, but you can. I think I'm good. Okay. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. I, I know. This was a fucking roller coaster. And, oh yeah, uh, it was long. Yeah, I yeah I know. I got but, in late, so you know, but man, I I had to plead with wit on uh, Discord just to see, hey man, come on, try to get this metal out of men. Yeah, about these guys. No, no, I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, there's gonna be more roller coasters to come. I mean, you guys are gonna be involved in stuff that people have been asking that are even, I think, even like. Uh, even like more like fuckery stuff. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, I'm taking a look at, I I think, what was it? I think the next time you guys are doing something, uh, let me actually see the list really quick. I think the next episode that you guys will be on is, let me go through the list right here. Uh, Rebel Taxi, I think. Oh, yes. I am guy to this day. I, yeah. I, I always actually want to do a pod. Yeah, I, I, I always want to actually like like speak to the guy in person. I want to speak know, to the guy exactly. I mean, if I if I can, if if someone can get a hold of him, we can actually like do an interview with him on that. That would be nice. Okay, I, I think I might be able to. Okay, well, I mean, we got until uh, March before that episode. So if you want to reach, yeah. if you want to reach out to him, you can. Yeah, cause uh, I was able to I was able to talk to Lord Cat and give him to watch uh, your your video on him. Oh, so that okay, so that's why he commented. I was wondering, yeah. like, did he just find it randomly? Yeah, I became part of a podcast called Legends of the and we actually talked about you. Yeah. And I'm in contact with uh, Izzy, who's on his podcast, so I may be able to uh, see if I can talk to him about this. Yeah, please, by all means. I mean, I've already interviewed somebody already on the show, so it would be great to actually get uh, Rebel in here. And you know what's next after Rebel? Uh, My Immortal. Uh, oh, I'm excited for that one. Love yeah. I know, you, and I know you and me are doing rice gum. And I mean, I, yes. I, I'm trying to do research for him for that, and that's it's pretty draining. I don't know. <laughs> not, not only that, me and, me and Wade are going to do Ego Raptor as well. Yeah. yeah so yeah so so in between all of that shit i mean you guys got some good quality shit right here so um yeah so that's all gonna be in the new year guys uh by the time this episode's done we'll be in the new year but uh next time around uh next episode we're gonna be talking about j station uh this is a guy that likes to break into like uh public buildings and then like make youtube videos while he's breaking in um so me and just <laughs> me and yeah, me and Justin talked about him at late. It was actually the first ever Legends episode we recorded for the season. We did it like way back before the Christian episode. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be a little bit outdated, uh, like like for three months, but um, it will be recorded and it will be posted next Saturday. But uh, so look forward to that. Uh, but guys, uh, I won't see you until the new year. So uh, for all of you out there, enjoy your New Year's Eve. I hope you have a blast, whatever you're doing. Stuke, if you're still in the chat, I know you're probably going to be drinking up a storm because it's New Year's Eve. Um, oh, you too. Okay, so there's going to be I'm multiple. Too. Okay, yeah, I'm a drinker too. Okay, so there's going to well, be. Actually, multiple. no, I'm, I'm actually going to be in church, so I have because we. I go to church. Oh, oh okay. Well, don't drink, well, whatever you do, don't drink too much of the blood of Christ. Oh, uh, like a loser. <laughs> uh, so uh, anyway, like I'm saying, guys, enjoy enjoy your New Year. Uh, I will see you in 2019 with a new episode. Uh, so until then, thank you, uh, uh, Anderson, Wit, and Marcus for coming on. And we'll catch you guys next week. Arrivederci, everybody. 
Farewell. See ya. Adios. See ya.